G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome to episode 8 of the Average Man Podcast. I am your host, Dave Robinson. So, um, what is it? It's Friday afternoon, the 27th of August. Um, I knocked off work a little bit early today, so I thought I'd um, yeah, get out of there, come home, get this podcast done. Um, and then it frees up a bit of time for me for, for the weekend. So I'll quickly do some shout-outs. And what I'm doing with these shout-outs, basically there's a few you know, uh, little businesses around the place who I, I like what they're doing and I want to support them. And I'm asking them to help support me by sharing my podcasts on their social media platforms, liking the page and just helping me um, promote this thing when, when, when I, once I publish it online. So that's what these shout-outs are. Um, there'll hopefully be a growing number of people I can uh, network and link in with and get them to help promote the page and, and things like that. So first shout out is to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists servicing the Pilbara, whether it's a rehearsal space, recording studio, equipment hire or events production you're after, PCC has you covered. Find them on Facebook, get in touch with Brad and the team will be more than happy to help you out. Uh, also, shout out to Two Way Hire Services. They're a Perth-based company providing two-way radio equipment and services, uh, and they are more than happy to help you service your business up here in the Pilbara um, to help meet your communication requirements. Two Way Hire Services are a small business willing to do the small things that matter. So get hold of them on Instagram or Facebook. Mention the podcast, and Ross and the team will be sure to look after you. So, um, yeah, as I said, Friday afternoon. Tomorrow, yeah, I wanted to free up a little bit of time for this weekend as things can get pretty busy like they did last weekend for us. Um, tomorrow I got to, I've got to take my young fella to Taekwondo. There's um, registration for the next term and there's and some grading and, and shit like that. So we're going to cruise down and watch the grading and, and see if I can help make him a little bit more comfortable and just get him used to the idea of uh, being involved in like a team sport, a group type um, activity he gets a bit nervous like I've taken him down to judo uh, once before he was really nervous and didn't really uh, want a bar of it I've mentioned uh, I've taken him down to like a ninja tots thing at the gym he, he ran amok the whole time and was kind of really reluctant to get involved as well so I'm just trying to get that jump on that sooner rather than later rather than letting it sort of keep building and growing and becoming a real anxious type, type of thing with him. Like, I, I I struggled with team sports as a kid. I was never involved in anything early enough, and I didn't develop the basic skills at a young age. And by the time it came to the age where I was interested in certain sports and wanted to have a crack, I was, I was just never comfortable doing it. I, I, I didn't have, like I said, those those basic skills, which you can build at any time, but I didn't have the confidence to get in there and build them in front of other people. Um, and I guess I was anxious about it. I was more of a solo sports type person, surfing, skating. I love martial arts, uh, that kind of shit. But um, I think that there's definitely something important about having team sports uh, experience, being comfortable doing it, um, but building those relationships and friendships. And there's a lot of shit that you can learn from a, a team sport type of uh, environment. And I know it's, it is martial arts, it's not a team sport, but it's you, you're dealing with a group, you're, you're learning with a group of other kids and, and stuff like that. So I want to take him down on Saturday, tomorrow, um, and get him just have a look at the class and hopefully he thinks it's cool seeing him do, I assume they're going to do some carters and things like that and I've been trying to tell him he's, he's going to learn how to fight like a ninja. 
So I'm going to take him down, watch the grading, and um, enrol him there. And, um, yeah, just try and get him used to it and, and, and um, comfortable with the idea. I'm not going to force my kids to do things they don't want to do, but I am going to uh, make sure they try things. And once, you are, and once we're signed in, you know, he's going to have to finish the term out at the very least. So, you know, I'm not going to encourage just quitting things when you don't like them or when they're hard. He's going to have, at least have to finish this term out and then we'll assess and see where he, where he is. If he's, sunk, if he's settled in and he really likes it, then cool, man. We can keep going from there. If we get to the end of the term and he goes, no, I hated that, it's crap. Then yeah, I'll have to look at trying something else. But I'm pretty excited about that, getting him down there, and hopefully he is. Um, I think he'll probably will freak out a little bit tomorrow. But I hope hopefully he can find some enjoyment in this and get him started on on learning, learning different things, man. Learning how to learn. So that's tomorrow. Then we've got a kids party, um, to go to. To he was friends with this kid a week ago. Now this week he tells me he's not friends with him. It seems like when I speak to him about who his mates are down there at, at the at kindy, it seems like bloody days of our lives, mate. It's, it's ever changing. So I think we're just going to cruise along to that anyway. He doesn't want to miss out. I know he does have little friends going. Check out the the party, superhero party, and then we've got the Spin Effects Festival on tomorrow night. I'd forgotten all about this. Uh, I didn't realise it was on. Maybe they didn't do the best job promoting, or I would have been promoting it on the podcast if I was aware of it. But we've got the Spin Effects Festival on this weekend. Starts tonight, Sunday, so Friday the twenty seventh. I think it's from five till um, nine tonight, and then open again tomorrow, Saturday the twenty eighth, from eleven a.m. till ten p.m. down at Port Hedland Town Oval. They got fire shows, uh, stilt walkers, circus workshops. I don't know what the fuck that is. Circus workshops. But that, they've got circus workshops down here. They've got acrobats, uh, sideshow alley, which is like your sideshow uh, side bags and that. Obviously, um, the food trucks will be there. They got the markets, and my missus will love that. Uh, and then fireworks. I think I'm hoping there's fireworks both nights. I'll be able to see them from my house tonight, and then we'll be down there for them tomorrow evening. So uh, that's that should be good. And and live music. I think the live music po- possibly. I don't know, it might be both nights. The way I read it, it looked like it was tomorrow night. So live music through till close, that'll be cool. I think, I'm not sure who the bands are. I didn't know any of the names or anything, if they're just local talent or whatever. But that'll be cool, man. Um, yeah, awesome. that's an awesome little day for the kids. Like The weather's beautiful here at the moment, so if you're going to get out there during the day tomorrow, it'll probably be Saturday by the time anybody listens to this. But yeah, um, yeah. Kids love that kind of shit, so and I know my missus will love the, the markets and stuff, so we'll be getting down there and check that out tomorrow. That should be cool. Um, yeah. So about last week's missed episode, um, I really wanted to get one done, but on the Saturday I went out diving instead, which was my first time out in the water. Well, first time diving off, off, diving off a boat in about three years, so... No regrets at all, man. That was a oh, fucking awesome day. The, I mean, if you've seen any of my Instagram or, or Facebook um, account, my The Average Man podcast, I think I, I posted them on there. But if not, you can go and check out um, at Shafted Spearfishing. So shout out to, to Lukey from at Shafted Spearfishing for taking me out on the boat. Um, he's he's a mate of mine. He's he's a local fella from town, and I used to go diving with him last time I lived here, and, and he's taken us back out last weekend. Um, and shout out also to Gracie, his missus. So at Gracie Coloruso on 
on um, Instagram if you want to go check out some of the photos. So he, her Instagram is pretty sick um, for photos and, and videos of the water and fishing and diving and shit like that. And at, at Shafted Spearfishing on, on Instagram as well and, and Facebook. They're, um, they've got some great photos and little videos and, and shit like that on there too. So a shout out to those boys, man. Luca took us out and last Saturday must have been, I mean, if it wasn't the best day of the year on the water, it's at least equal. You can't, because you can't get better than that. It was sort of uh, 10 k's an hour wind. Swell was like 0.2 of a metre, 14 seconds between. It was just absolute glass. Just glass, man. We went 40 k's out and... The whole day was just, it, it was like you're on a mill pond, man. It was just ridiculous. And whales breaching everywhere, everywhere. We must have seen 30 whales, humpback whales out there. And whenever we pulled up, like we were cruising along at about 40 knots, man. And it's just man, dead flat, you know. No seasickness or anything because there was no movement on the boat. And you'd see whales breaching off in the distance. Every time we stopped and pulled up somewhere, within two minutes of stopping, there'd be a whale breaching, you know, 30, 40 metres from the boat. We got some cool footage in the water about 10 metres away from a humpback. And um, there, some of them were jumping up and, and giving you a good you know, a good breach, good splash, you know, the tail whip, that kind of shit. It was just fucking awesome, man. I'm sure if you're a headlandite, you would have seen somebody's... Uh, Facebook or Instagram pictures by now. Everybody blasted them up all all last weekend and th- throughout the week. Pictures of the whales, pictures of the water, story, fishing stories, shit like that. It was just an absolutely fabulous day, man. And like I said, my first day out, properly out on the boat in three years. So couldn't have couldn't have fucking jagged it better, man. I'm stoked and definitely definitely got the bug to get back out again. I felt like I slowed Lukey down a bit, man, because you know I'm I'm amateur. And uh, and I haven't been out for a long time. I've only dived off the shore several, you know, a few times in the last three years. My breath hold is just non-existent. Just I, I at least stayed calm, you know. I was trying to stay calm, keep my my heart rate down, just concentrating on getting comfortable in the water, getting down to the bottom, having a bit of a look around. But I know my breath holds were just were terrible. But um, you know, I'll work I'll work on that. That's cool. So I know Lukey probably wanted to go a bit harder and go out a bit deeper and shit like that but yeah he, he did the right thing and, and helped looked after me and made me feel comfortable maybe saw a few sharks out there some great nurses like uh lukey went down and and shot a i think he shot, i think he shot a snapper when he went down and um came back up toby underneath the ledge there was some more snapper and jacks down there I, i've cruised down it's probably about eight meters of water cruised down put my head underneath the, the ridge to have a look for these fish and as i've done so this shark's just come he's probably about two meters two and a half meters just come cruising straight from underneath the ledge just appeared right in front of me i've just done the old whoa back up like kind of contort your body and start swimming backwards because you don't want to take your eye off the shark whoa, and luke is pissing himself up the surface because he just saw me dive down sort of half disappear into the the murkiness and the and where the the ledge is and then just reverse back up and this shark coming straight for me he'd obviously heard the the commotion and smelt the blood in the water from the the fish that luke he'd shot and he'd come and sort of circled around through him between us a little bit got a little bit close luke had to give him a little bit of a tap with the end of the spear to make him fuck off so that was a good introduction back into the water and then we saw uh, around the same spot little turtle little turtle uh, where we were diving little turtle island we saw um i think there's about three three more sharks grey nurses just chilling underneath this ledge down the bottom look he was diving down and, and checking them out 
he went down about four or five times maybe and after a little while they got sick of it and sent one of them came up and sort of came came through and, and had a bit of a, a sniff around us and same thing, thing sort of swum around between us and kind of gave us a message it was time to fuck off so we did that was cool man like um yeah shot a trout shot, shot a couple of trout um Lukey shot yeah he bagged like trout snapper jack mackerel blue bone <laughs> Bunch of mixed bag. You also grabbed the crayfish as well. So I was happy to shoot some fish, man. I, I shot a couple of fish, two or three fish. So yeah, that was awesome uh, success in my books as, as as far as I'm concerned, man. And, and definitely got that bug back. No, I need to work on my breath hold and being calm and all that kind of shit. So nah, I'm stoked. And uh, that was why we missed the podcast last Saturday. And then I I um I had the kids on Sunday, and that kind of blew out to. Um, trying to tidy up around the house, having the kids. We had somebody come out and look at the car, uh, and which was productive because we sold it. He he, he looked at it sat, um, twice on the Sunday, said yeah, keen for keen to buy it. So we drove down to um, Carrara on the the Monday. I took day off. I took the day off work, cruised down to Carrara, sold the car, and picked up our new car that morning as well. So it was a bloody productive weekend, mate. I didn't have time for for podcasting, and I thought I'll squeeze it in. You know, early week. One afternoon or something, but just the way life works sometimes, mate. Picking up kids and um, work and and commitments and all that kind of shit. You just sometimes, yeah, it's hard to make the time. Which is why when I get uh, an afternoon like right now, I just jump on it, man. I've got a few hours Friday afternoon instead of waiting for Saturday morning and trying to squeeze it in. Bang! I'll pump it out now, and then I'll go get the kids a savo. Ems will come home. We've got a little date night today tonight, and then the weekend's free to go do other shit. So yeah. Here we are, and and yeah, just again, wanted to say thanks heaps to, to Luke and Gracie from Shafted Spearfishing. Go check them out, man. Give them a like and a follow. The page is awesome, and um, yeah, fucking amazing day out in the water last week. If you're ever going to get sold on fishing or diving or anything, that was the, the weekend to go out. So, so glad I went, man. Yeah, and um, I've got that bug back for sure, man. So, uh, current events... For yeah, upcoming events around town. Obviously, we've still got the Northwest Fest coming up on the twenty fifth and twenty sixth of August down at the Civic Centre Gardens in Port Hedland. The Saturday will be the bigger event, which will be Bliss and Esso, Hands Like Houses, Shepherd, Abbey May, and then I think Sunday has Sam Perry, Carla Geneve, and some uh, local artists closing out the Sundowner event on the Sunday. Not sure who those local artists are yet, and I've been in touch with Brad uh, from PCC Productions just to see that when he gets some um, artists locked in, if he can hook me up, connect me to them, and, and I'll get one of them or some of them or whoever wants to come in, we'll get them into the um, the studio there in, in Wedgefield, PCC Productions studio there, and, and um, I'll do an interview, do a podcast with them. So that'll be my kind of my practice before getting hands like houses in. I'm trying not to think about that too much, but it's coming up. It's about a month away now. I'm going to have to uh, get a little bit of practice in interviewing somebody and get a setup that's comfortable. Yeah, I want to kind of get it done with somebody who's more on my level, amateur, local um, artist, someone who, who I can sort of learn the ropes with and figure out a decent setup, where we're going to sit, how we're going to have the table arranged and set up so it feels comfortable and natural. So when I do get hands like houses in it, it can be uh, not my very first time. Yeah, that way of if there's any bugs and bumps, which I'm sure there will be, I'll at least be able to sort some of them out for for the second time round. So yeah, that should be coming up soon. And then that's um, 
yeah, hopefully whoever whoever the local artists are, we can get somebody keen to, to come in and then they can, you know, promote it out on their socials as well and start getting a network happening. So uh, uh, once we get through these, uh, the Northwest Fair, so a, a local artist interview and then Hands Like Houses, hopefully still get those, they're still keen to come on when they're in town. And then after that, I'm going to start looking around town for other uh, local people, businesses or, or you know, entrepreneurs or... Uh, yeah, anybody around town who's doing something that I'm interested in and look to start getting people on the, the podcast sort of on a maybe once a month, sort of re- regular occurrence. And yeah, and I think that should help build this thing up as well. Once, once we have different people from the community on here, they can promote it through their socials and on Facebook and everything as well. And then I can start getting their followers and friends and things to, to listen in and, and hopefully build up a bit more of a, a listener base. So that's um, what I've got coming up and going on. Um... <clears throat> Excuse me. What have we got this weekend in the way of the sports? We have uh, last night the NRL Broncos defeated the Sharks ten to uh, twelve to ten. Got the Cowboys v Knights and Bulldogs v Tigers tonight. But the game I'm really excited about will be the Storm v Raiders tomorrow afternoon. Storm are sitting at number one on the ladder uh, in um, the rugby league. Which is kind of surprising me. I mean, they had a bit of a rough, slow kind of start. Cooper Cronk's gone over to the Roosters. Um, we won the Premiership last year, so I kind of expected them to be middle, you know, sort of top eight, mid-range, between eight and one, and, and, and the top spot somewhere in there that this year. I didn't think they'd be pushing up to the to number one. And, um, yeah, they're, they're looking pretty good. To be honest, I haven't got to watch uh, as nearly as much rugby as I want to lately. Just the weekends have been busy. I don't have Foxtel anymore, so I can't just record games and watch them at my leisure. I thought I had it sorted out with the the um, Gem, like the Nine app. I think they they play through Gem, which is a nine one channel nine's channels, and and watching that through my Apple TV. But they they're only playing certain games, man. So unless I catch it live again, I'm I'm still kind of fucked for watching rugby league, which is. Stressing me out a bit, but I've been following as much as I can and keeping up on the the um, all the news and everything. And yeah, I'm pretty keen to try and watch that Storm game this weekend. Um, yeah, number one, which is good. We're sitting sitting pretty at the right time of the season. So as long as we can stay somewhere up one, two, three, and and get in that top four, we're a chance to make it to the to the grand final again this year. And if they're in the grand final, mate, they can win any game on any given day. So who knows? Storm could be up for a chance again this year. Uh, in the way of AFL, we have well, what West Australian is going to be interested in. Uh, North Melbourne, who are number 10, playing the Eagles, Eagles, who are second on the ladder. That's on Sunday. Also Sunday for the for the West Australians here is Frio, who are sitting at 13, playing the Hawks, who are at 8. That's Sunday afternoon as well. I think last time I did the podcast, I'm, I, I said that there was a derby on the, the following week, week, which would have been last week. Somebody else told me that, man. Uh, um, how's you, Lukey, from Shafted? If he fucking listens, you told me that, and I made me look like a dickhead because I said it on the podcast, and there was no derby last weekend. I think it's still another week or two away. So, yeah, I'm trying to keep my finger on the pulse a little bit with AFL as well, just for people. I know I've got mates who listen and things who are more into AFL than NRL, but so far I'm fucking it up. I'm just making a stooge of myself. I'll try and get a bit better with those, those details, but, yeah, thanks heaps for that, Lukey. There was no derby on last week. I think that's coming up soon. I will watch that game and I will sort of um, talk about it a little bit when it comes up. Um, there's no no big UFCs on, I don't believe, 
this week. The next card coming up will be um, Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier, which will be an awesome card. It's, it's sort of number two. These dudes fought each other early, might have been earlier in the year or later, late last year, probably late last year, I'd say. And uh, it kind of ended with a like a disqualification. It was a weird. Um, someone had their hand down. There was a knee to the head. So it was kind of a bit of a, a letdown, really. Dustin Poirier was was winning the fight, um, but Eddie Alvarez is always in until in, in he's you know you got to beat him, knock him out, or, or finish him to get rid of him. So you kind of always you can't count him out. Just looking at that now, yeah, there's no big yeah Alvarez versus Poirier, which is 29th. So that's this Sunday. That's a that's a good fight, man. I'm not sure about the rest of the card. It'll be a fight night, so a free event on on um, Fox. I watch it on on uh, Fight Pass, but that's um, yeah Poirier. Where's the lineup for it? I'm not getting any other. Uh, Oh, that's all they say. Powell versus Mendoza, Vera versus... Okay. Yeah, well, I don't have a lot of information on that card here at the moment. But that, that that's a good main event straight out the gate anyway. Alvarez versus Poria. They're sort of number one and number two, respectively, in the lightweight division. you got Conor McGregor, who's obviously number one. Khabib Nurmagomedov is currently your champ. And then you got Alvarez and Poria both hovering right around one and two. So it's kind of a title eliminator. Either of these guys could technically be fighting for a title already, but with... Conor McGregor and Khabib and fucking Tony Ferguson and interim title belts and all crazy shit going on in that division. They've kind of been bumped down a little bit because they're not big money makers. But, yeah, make no mistake, Alvarez versus Poirier is a top-notch, uh, top-of-the-food-chain, lightweight fight, man. Those guys are um, complete beasts, and it's a redo. So Alvarez is also your ex-champ. He's the one that uh, uh, McGregor knocked out to take the uh, lightweight belt. So he's a legit real deal. That should be a good fight. Now, um, any other current events I've got around town here? I've got written here, probably most people in town would have would have heard about the, the lady that got bit by the dingo, or attacked, should I say, by three dingoes out at um, the Telfer Mine. I think that was earlier in the week, or last weekend perhaps. So, I think she's a security worker, she's in her 50s, and she's like a security guard at Telfer Mine, and she was on her lunch break, and I, and I think the story goes that a dingo sort of came in to the the, um, the smoker or the food area and got hold of like a paper bag with an, 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 and a mobile phone, sort of come in for a bit of a food grab, I guess, and grabbed this paper bag and a phone, and she's kind of followed the dingo out to the perimeter a little bit to try and get her phone and shit back, and there was another two or three dingoes waiting out there for her, and um, I think there might have been three out there, and the one with the, the bag and the phone sort of just bolted for it, and, this, and these other three came at her. And they've taken her down, which I don't I don't know if they jumped on her or if they if she sort of tripped over or how it sort of went about. But I guess they started worrying at her legs and they, they took they took her down and, and and they started fucking mauling into her legs and her arm or her leg and her arm. And hearing her talk briefly on the the clip, I looked up. She she was they were sort of at her for about ten minutes before anybody else heard her sort of screaming and came out. I think her co-workers came out to her rescue scared these dingoes off they're pretty skittish so it's like it's kind of unheard of very rare for dingoes to attack people like they come in and maybe scab some food and you'd think they might be a little bit nippy or bitey if you sort of got between them and their food source or if you got too close and startled them startled them but to to come after somebody take them down like that and just start going at them like if they're hanging around for 10 minutes mauling into her leg man that's like that sort of indicates that they're trying to 
take her out. They're trying to eat her, which is pretty crazy for dingoes, man, and pretty horrific as well. Uh, obviously, there's the old, the famous old um, story of the lady who says her baby was taken by a dingo back in the 80s, and there's maybe some other minor dingo attacks here around the place, but it's pretty bloody rare, so... Uh, yeah, shout out, you know, heart goes out to this poor lady, how terrifying that would have been when she was telling the story, it's one thing, you, you read it, you hear about it, you think, oh fuck, this dingo's attacked this lady, and then when you hear, hear her telling the story, and you can hear the sort of fear and that emotion in her voice, and, and when she said the part about, oh, I was there for 10 minutes, and they were sort of eating my leg, and I started to think, am I going to die here, and you think, fuck that, that'd be horrific, man, like, traumatising, lying there, while they're eating flesh off your, off of your body, like, Fucking mongrels, mate. And then, yeah, lucky some people came out and saved her. And I think she's pretty ca- lucky to keep her leg, man, because not that they did that much extensive damage as in, you know, breaking through tendons and bones and shit, but just the infection. Tearing into muscle like that and, and, and you know, getting down to the bone, you're looking at infection, bone infection, infection from whatever the hell's in their mouth, what they've been eating, infection from being out in the, the northwest, out the, in the, the red dirt outside and shit like that. There's a lot of shit that can go wrong there, and I think it's uh, she was flown down to Perth by the Royal Flying Doctor Service, so, you know, thank fuck we've got those guys kicking around, and um, I think she's pretty lucky to keep her leg, man, so, yeah, really... Uh, how it goes out to that lady hope she gets better and, and feels better and gets back into work and, and it's not something that hangs around you know this kind of shit can we hear the story and you and you think oh that's horrible and then you move on move on with your life and somebody can be scarred for this kind of shit for a long time so I hope she's um, hope she comes through and gets back out there probably the best thing to do is to get back on that horse get back into your job go out there and not let it be something that stops you from um, from doing what you want to do because that's, that's when fear really takes hold of you I think um other local news, I heard I heard the guys at our pre-start meeting earlier in the week talking about, it might have been last week, talking about um, a, a potential smoking ban. Um, the way it was sp- said to me was a smoking ban in the Pilbara or at work sites in the Pilbara. I've looked at it looked it up online, didn't get a whole lot of information on it. I, I threw a question out there on um, uh, Everything Headland on Facebook and had a bunch of people start up a conversation on there and a lot of them were just making jokes and talking shit but one lady seemed to have a bit of information saying that apparently there's going to be a ban and I and I, I gathered from the conversation that it's going to be West Australian wide I suppose you couldn't specifically make a, a Pilbara wide ban although they do with alcohol but uh, there's going to be a ban on smoking in workplaces uh, which is kind of I don't know how I feel about that I, I'm not a smoker for starts so I don't we give a shit about smoko breaks for actual smokers, but I, I kind of have a problem with um, this. Goes back to what we we're talking about about the marijuana laws and things like that the other week. You know, I'd be a hypocrite to just say, "Ah, fuck them, the smokers, yeah, ban them. Who, who cares?" You know, like it's it's a shit bloody habit and all the kind of stuff that non-smokers say anyway. It's kind of would be hypocritical of me because I'm against people, the government telling adults what they can and can't do with their own bodies. And I know it's a little bit tricky because you're talking about secondhand smoke and other people being um, affected by it and shit like that. But I think that if they have designated areas and stuff, if you don't want to be around the secondhand smoke, you know, there's plenty of places for these guys to smoke without it affecting anybody who's who's a non-smoker. If you're talking about just pure production or we don't want people having five-minute breaks for smokes every however however often the uh, smoker breaks are... Uh, I mean, I don't think you're losing that much money just from people having a, a cigarette. I mean, we're not 
we're not bloody robots, you know. So I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but I don't like the the feel of it. I don't, where does that stop? I think that we should be going the other way with restrictions and with laws and prohibition and, and, and prohibition on things, uh, educating people and then giving adults the the right to to make their own decisions. You know, like that's really what I where I think we should be going with that. So I'm not a smoker. I don't care about smoking, but I, I just don't like the idea of the government sticking their nose in and telling people where they can and can't smoke, what they can and can't do with their own bodies, mate. You know, it's education, and then um, you let people just make up their own minds and get on with it. That's that's what should be happening. What who are the government to tell us what we can and can't do with our bodies? So. It's a little conversation starter there, and like I said, I'm not sure of all the details if it's Western Australia wide or just Pilbara or remote areas or or how it's how it's going to play out. But it seems like that is coming into effect, and hopefully that can spark up some conversations and um, see what. Maybe if you go onto my my Facebook page and anybody who has an opinion on that or some information on it can write something and leave it on there so we can start up a bit of a dialogue and maybe we can revisit at a, at a later date on another podcast. So if you've got an opinion on that, if you've got any information on that, please go onto the Average Man Facebook um, page and and start up a conversation there and, and let's see if we can get some people to, to chime in and, and start a, a dialogue around it because I'm interested to see what everybody else thinks about that. Um. Some, uh, something else I want to talk about, which isn't really a, a local event or even a current event, it's just something that that's been going on for decades and decades now, and people come into that cycle and come out of that cycle, and I think it's something that affects a lot of people at different stage during their life. Um, so this is a sh- the idea came from from my mate Rafe. So shout out to Rafe um, for for hitting this sort of um, hitting me up with the idea to talk about this because I've been affected by it and it's what I'm talking about is credit cards and credit card debt. And I think that the the world we live in with social media and Instagram um, you know, and social status and shit like that, people see what other people are doing online and and you know, there's the whole keeping up with the Joneses, everybody wants to do what everyone else is doing, the, the cost of living itself is bloody expensive and uh, uh, we're kind of like an instantaneous society these days where people want things and they want it now and I'm guilty of it myself man and, and credit cards can at the right time in the right with the right use, they can be really helpful, they can get you out of trouble, they can help you get by through tough times when you need them, which is what they have done for me, but at the same time, there's another side to them, and I've been caught up in the other side to them as well, which is where they just get out of hand, sometimes you don't notice how much you're spending on them, sometimes you're buying things you don't really need, it's so easy to buy things over on online, on the internet these days, and when it's money that's not coming directly out of your living expenses, it can get out of hand quickly, and I feel like my credit card which is thank, like thank goodness is is down low again right now. But it's been a bit of a yo-yo, mate. Like when I was younger, I was terrible with them. I I, I blew a, a a credit card right out to its maximum limit, and I bought things. I got cash advances on it and shit, and paid horrendous amounts of of uh, uh, interest on it. And I kind of said I didn't care about it for ages until I did, and then it was a struggle to get it back down to zero. Cut that thing up and fuck it off. And then we got I got one with my home loan so through through Westpac that 
my wife and I used, and when you know we used it, we were pretty bloody good at it with it for for ages. We'd use it just for the points, rack it up, pay it off each pay as it came in, and we'd use it for all our shopping and petrol and to book holidays and shit like that. And we were kind of you know managing it within the interest free period for ages there. So I kind of thought, oh, it's good. We've got hold of this thing, credit card. It's useful, building up points, blah blah blah. And then when I started the business down in Perth and cash flow became a real problem, um, I spent a lot of money on the business, setting the business up, trying to build up client base, trying to get people to pay me. Uh, cash flow became a problem and the credit cards started to get flogged, especially for materials for jobs and shit like that before I really learned how to, to charge people um, a good deposit to pay for materials up front. That was all a big learning curve for me. And the credit card got flogged. And once you get in debt, and you're already struggling with your monthly, daily nut, uh, you know, your monthly nut, your daily expenses, it's it's fucking hard to pay it back, man, you know? So we had a few things, we had a lot of things that didn't go our way, and I plan on getting into that into a podcast in the near future. I've got a little bit of a story to tell I can hope can relate to people. But um, we, we once it got out of control, it, it, it was really hard to, to get under control. We had a few things go our way eventually after like a year and a half to two years of struggling with this bloody thing and just watching it get higher and higher and try and get it down a little bit and then something else happens with the car and you've got to put $500 on it and it pumps right back up again. Two, you know, one step forward, two steps back, that kind of thing, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. And, and you know, we sold a house and had a little bit of a tax break at tax time and shit like that. A few things came out, went our way and, and we were able to pay that credit card back down to zero but you know which is good but that money could have been used for a holiday or to do you know put into some savings or to do something that we really wanted with it instead of paying off a debt still I'm still grateful that we that we were able to pay it down but then it started creep back up again moved towns moved to Port Hedland there's a bit of a slow start getting work together setting up a new property a new house all that kind of shit credit card starts creeping up again, something goes wrong with the car, bang, you got to put more money on it, you know, and the bloody thing got up again, I've recently just got it down to zero because we sold a car again, you know, so it's this yo-yo effect and any any uh, little nuggets of gold of, you know, money that you come into, you, you kind of end up putting on your debt on your credit card, man, instead of putting them in the bank for savings or going on a holiday or doing something you'd actually like to do with them, so it's, it's kind of uh, a shit little situation that I think a lot of us get, and it's not just us young folks, I know a lot of older people who are in debt with credit cards too, and you know, the bigger the the bigger the limit on them, the, the more debt you rack on them and the more trouble you get yourself into, the bigger that hole. So, um, and it fucks with your self-esteem too, like this this credit card debt, you just think, wow, what's wrong with me, I'm a fucking moron, why do I keep getting myself in debt? You know, and everyone else, you see everyone else, they're doing great, they've got this good car, they've got this money, they're going on all these holidays, they're doing renovations on the house. You don't know what other people's uh, um, financial situation is like. We see what we see. We see generally what people want us to see. Some people are doing great. Good on them. I really, I really like to see people, especially young folk, getting ahead and doing good for themselves. But don't be fooled by everyone you see who looks like they're doing great. A lot of those people just have debt, man, and that's just not what you get to see. So you have to, you can't live other people's lives, other people's truths. You can't live what looks like uh, someone else's is, uh, their lifestyle and try and emulate that in your own life. You've got to live in your own means. You've got to make your own path. You've got to save money, man. I'm really on that trip of trying to own what we own the things that we have and use 
money, real money cash, you know, that we have in the bank or we have on hand to buy things instead of ticking things up on credit and then paying them off later. That's really where I want to get, man, like financial freedom, want to own shit instead of owe money for things. And then I think a lot of people probably feel the same way about that. And credit cards can just be a real spanner in the works, man. And um, if anybody has a, a problem with that and they're, look, and they're thinking about some actual advice, certainly don't listen to me for advice. I'm trying to sort my own fucking life out as it is. That um, this is just a conversation, you know. But um, the the barefoot investor, for one, uh, is the only. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other resources you can go to. But the barefoot investor, the book, and uh, there's an audio book, standard paperback book as well. If you want to read that or listen to that, it has some great, great strategies in there, man, to to help get on top of your money, on top of your debt, your credit card debt in particular. Um, he's got a great simple system for people to follow. Um, anyone who's listened to it knows how simple and down to earth this guy is, and 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 the way his systems are really practical. It's not a convoluted budgeting system where you know you really restrict restrict yourself and have to count every single penny because that doesn't work for everybody. Myself, I, I I can't work within really tight parameters like that. It's a simple system he uses. Um, and I think it works, man. And the most important thing is about getting people out of debt, getting away from credit cards. And then once you do start getting some money in your bank, he has other advice for what to start doing with that money, investing it and shit like that. So anyone who's, who's even if you're not in financial trouble or, or a problem, it's always a good um, resource to just listen to. And, and another, another set of opinions and another guy with knowledge who you can listen to and get some more information and another point of view on, on money, budgeting, investing, all that kind of shit. So I really recommend anybody check that out. Um, the Barefoot Investor is his book, and he goes right into how Commonwealth Bank of Australia uh, gets in, in our minds and in our pockets really young early on and in primary schools with the Dolomites um, system that they set up and how the, they, they target low-budget schools and the, the schools get a kickback for every student that they sign up to the Commonwealth Bank of Australia's Dolomite program so it gets really nasty and really like really dirty and dark you know like at a young age and then once they've got you in their database they um they start offering your credit cards as soon as you're of age and shit like that and then you know they kind of get you in their pocket and you pay the credit card off you stay with them they keep increasing your limit yada 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 this is how they they hook people in and it's a very effective system that works and it fucks a lot of people over so check out the barefoot investor um yeah and just try and be mindful of what we're you know that credit card if you need to talk to someone about it talk to somebody about it no one's going to think you're an idiot chances are they've been down that street you know themselves mate a lot of people have so i think that's the thing it feels like a dirty dark secret it, it, sorry it can feel like a dirty dark secret that you've got this debt especially credit card debt whatever it is but a lot of people are in that boat mate so you know i just want to say that yeah there's there's other people who understand what's going on and you can chat to them about that and, and get away from it Fuck credit cards, man. <laughs> but moving on from that, I wanted to do, uh, yeah, a bit of a, an album review this week. So I've done a few different things, album reviews, band reviews. I um, just spoke about, I think the last time out was Time to Relax. I spoke about The Offspring and my favorite album there is Smash, which is one of my top five albums of all time. Uh, I've finally heard uh, an album uh, recently that I'm really, really um, balls deep in, for for uh, lack of a better term, uh, and it's Odette. So she was the feature album of the week on Triple J last week, and the album is To A Stranger. I think it's her second, um, second album, but this chick, uh, Sydney Cider, I think, 
she's like, I don't know how to explain her music. It's really quite quite different. And every time I, I start trying to explain a band, especially female band, like the words pop always come up. Pop. She's like a pop soul kind of spoken word top artist. But I don't like the use of that term pop because it seems like it's used for nearly everything these days. If it's catchy and it's music that's generally played on the radio, especially if it's a female artist, they people call it pop. I don't know that it is pop, but um, yeah, I guess it's got that pop kind of soul vibe to it. It's got she's got a lot of spoken word in her songs, uh, a lot of harmonies like that she uh, laps over. You know her own harmonies. She laps over the top of each other, um, which would be hard to do live, but she does it in the studio. A lot of melodic sort of uh, p- piano, uh, um, yeah, a lot of piano melodies. Uh, sounds like she uses a drum beat sort of to synthesize drums as a lot of it's pretty simple music there's not a lot going on in the background between these besides these sort of layered uh drum beats and and drum synth sounds and some of her melodies that sort of um, and harmonies that kind of wind through the background through the drum beat and 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 tie in with the piano melodies and shit like that but um her voice really fills out and fleshes out the songs and the music She's got this amazing voice. She also did Like A Version two or three weeks ago. So if you want to check that out on YouTube, she did Like A Version, Odette, O-D-E-T-T-E. And yeah, the album is called To A Stranger. And um, there's, I think, what is there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven songs on the album. And even though... There's a general feel that runs throughout the whole album, and you can definitely just put it on and let one song play into the next. They are, they are all very different. She's very good lyricist. She's a lot, a lot of different lyrics and and emotions and feelings on the album. Some of the songs are more upbeat, like num, like take it to the heart, which is sort of upbeat, melodic, a lot of harmonies. Um, Edgy kind of overlays her her vocals on the chorus and shit, which kind of gives it a real f- full fleshed out sound. And there's some slower, darker songs with just piano and a, and a, and a basic drum beat uh, in the background, like Lights Out. Um, Collide is another one, but even the slower and darker tracks, they tend to to, to really slowly build, slowly, slowly build, sometimes to a huge crescendo three quarters of the way through or near the end of the track. Sometimes they come back down and patter out a bit before the end of the track, but there's generally a slow, brooding, building feeling to a lot of her songs, but not not like a depressing slow. It's, it's, It's kind of dark, but upbeat, powerful. She's got this powerful voice and these powerful kind of lyrics, so it's empowering uh, as an album, especially for females, as female artists and shit. Um, there's even a little bit of sort of hip-hop kind of in some of the songs, like uh, she kind of, she's a good lyricist, so she does some spoken word, a lot of singing, um, melodic singing, harmonies, but there's some kind of borderline hip-hop type, type rap in some of the tracks, like Watch Me Read You, there's spoken word and kind of rap in that. She gets kind of quite fast with her lyrics and builds it up. So, just, man, really, as far as, home, as as homegrown talent goes, she's at top, really right at the top of my list right now, female artist. She's up there for me with Meg Mack, who's probably my favourite female artist, kicking it around, definitely my fa- favourite uh, uh, Aussie female artist. Odette's right up there, very different, whereas, whereas um, Meg Mack's more blues, sort of traditional kind of blues and soul. Uh, probably soul more than blues, 
uh, Odette really is. It's it's hard to pinpoint what genre you'd put her in, man. So um, I really uh, I recommend it. I think it's worth uh, worth a look. Some real beautiful lyrics and, and harmonies through this album. So probably haven't told you much about it with this with this review. I'm listening to the words I'm using over and over again, like harmonic, slow, brooding, dark, building. But that's really all I can say about it because it's not. It doesn't have a. Uh, it's not a cookie cutter type album. I can't really compare it to anything else off the top of my head. And um, I think it's just worth a look. It's something different. Put the whole album on, listen to it one through to eleven, all the way through, and you won't be disappointed, man. If you if you if you like sort of heavy metal, maybe this one's not for you. You might want to pass on it, or if you're a hardcore punk guy, this might not be the one for you. But if you like an eclectic taste of music, and if you like, um, yeah, lyric, you know, singer songwriters, good heavy lyrics, piano melodies, and shit like that, then definitely check this one out. Uh, it won't it won't disappoint. As far as music. Outside of um, this album, Odette to a Stranger, lately I've been listening to just a lot of uh, pl- like uh, Spotify playlists, and um, I'm kind of torn by it, man, because I was resistant to come over to Spotify. I I, I always loved, well, uh, you know, as a teenager and into my twenties and and late up to my late twenties, I always had a like a solid CD collection, man. I had book, you know. Cases and cases full of CDs, but they just get they just get hammered. They go out to parties with you. They go in your car. They get la- they get left lying around on top of the the dresser, one on top of the other. They get all scratched up. Someone borrows it. You never see it again. Shit like that. So I kept losing. You know, you'd buy albums two or three times, and they'd last for a year or two, and then it'd go missing or it shit itself. So it was too hard to keep a, a good record collection that way. And then I got into iTunes. Well, actually, I got into downloading music illegally first and and Eli, my best mate Eli talked me into to buying music to support the artist and get the better quality product through through iTunes do it the right way shout out to Eli, so I did that built up uh, a good iTunes library and it's kind of hasn't moved much in the last year or two because I really got on to maybe the last two, three years because I really got on to Spotify and I was reluctant to get, to get onto it because I, I like the idea of owning my own music and Spotify is just streaming. Even though you can download the albums and, and have them on your device, you don't own them and the artists get absolutely bugger all of that money as well for talking about supporting artists. But you don't own the music and I was worried and still kind of am worried about like what happens... What happens um, five ten years from now when Spotify gets bought bought out or or collapses or something happens to that to the music economy there and and it's no longer a thing and I've invested all this time and effort in building up a library on Spotify and it's gone like that kind of stresses me out a little bit because I don't want to lose my music library and have to start all over again. You always lose so many gems in the process when you do that. So I am still buying albums when I, I'll get them on Spotify and then if I like them, I'll go over and buy buy them on iTunes. But it does, just means I don't have to buy every single album that comes out and then realise that, oh, this one's a bit of a dud or I'm not really going to listen to it that much and you've spent $16, $17 on it. So I think you still have to keep your digital... Uh, your iTunes digital music library going strong, back it up onto external hard drives and shit like that because you don't want to lose all your music. But as far as just pure convenience, Spotify is so good, man. 
I've been I've been just listening to a bunch of different playlists. I've made a few playlists, getting a few ready for for Bali for M's thirtieth over in Bali. Um, I've just recently learned I can share and have people share playlists with me through Spotify as well, airdrop them and shit like that. So I'm listening to some um to uh, shout out again to Gracie Gracie's playlist at the moment. A bunch that I've made up myself, and even just some of the pre-made playlists on Spotify that kind of tailor the music to what you've been listening to, and you can and you can download some of the the playlists there. So that's an awesome way to to listen to music, but it's not the best way to find new music, whole new albums, and really dive deep in, into what's happening sort of in the underground or, or or away from the mainstream a little bit. So trying to balance that out a little bit, and uh, one way I'm going to do that is I, I want to get. Uh, I was supposed to get it last time we were down in Perth. I want to, I want to borrow, uh, I want to get hold of the old boys' um, old uh, record player and get myself an amp and some speakers and just start building up an actual vinyl collection because there's just something really uh, nostalgic about like having vinyl. You know, like we used to, me and my sister used to, to um, play with and listen to my, my parents' uh, record collection when we were kids, man. And I, I just remember that sitting down on the floor in front of the in front of the record player popping open the cabinet, pulling out the, the vinyls one by one and looking at the covers, reading the, you know, all the song and the description of the album and shit like that on the back, finding one you liked the album art or you, you knew the name of the artist or whatever it was, putting it in, spinning it up, dropping, dropping cleaning, the, cleaning the fuzz off the needle, dropping that needle down on the record, hearing the little imperfections as it starts up and sitting there and looking at the cover, you know, as you listen to the music and I think that there's something really... Yeah, like personal and, and nostalgic and, you know, kind of magical about that experience. And I want to bring that back into my house. I want my kids to grow up around that and that not to be to be something that's, that disappears and not to just have digital music because as much as I love music and as convenient as digital music is, it does lose a little bit of that soul, a little bit of that yeah, hands-on feel that you get from from records and, and, and having a record collection, you know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting that happening I'll probably have to wait till I go down at Christmas now to get Dad's um, record player and, and start building up a record collection. There's nothing to stop me from buying re- um, vinyl on eBay in the meantime, though. Get a head start on that collection. But um, yeah, speaking of um, and speaking of Bali, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited about that. Going to be booking the flights for that this weekend. I'm such a dickhead sometimes. <laughs> I've been looking at these flights, man, for like the last three or four months. You know, getting some other finances in order before I actually booked the the flights over. And I swear I was looking at the flights. 15th to the 23rd which means flying out of Headland on the Saturday the 15th and flying back on Sunday the 23rd I swear I put those dates in 10 15 different times and, and looked them up and, and and got a price for them and then I go to book this last night and it's there's no flight home to Headland on the Sunday it's the Saturday so it's 15th to the 22nd and I'm sitting there going man I'm sure I'm sure I put Sunday in and it came up with the with the flights on Sunday but Speaking to other people around town, it's always been Saturday to Saturday and Saturday. So I guess I'm just a dickhead and um, held off till you wouldn't believe this. I've been checking these flights for literally four months. I mean, yeah, I'll book them, you know, setting in the diary when I'm going to book them, just keeping on checking the flights, making sure they weren't going up. Last time I checked them was on Monday. Everything's all cool, same price. Go to book them last night and they've bumped up $130. Get the fuck out of here. What's with that, man? Is somebody watching me? Are these pricks 
bugging my phone, you know, like they're watching us through the iPhone, man. They've heard me talking about it. They knew I was going to book the phones this afternoon, this evening, and they bumped the price up 130 bucks, man. There's a little conspiracy theory in there. I'm sure of it, man. These pricks are watching us. They're listening to us. They're, they're spamming you with you, you talk about friggin' cheesels, and the next minute, you know, you talk about cheesels flat out for a day, and the next thing you know, you're going to have cheesels buddy commercials popping up on your Instagram and your Facebook and shit. Uh, I don't know, mate. I never really cared about that so much. People would say, oh, they're listening in our conversations. They're, you know, they're tailoring adverts to us. I thought, eh, who cares? But if they really did listen to me and know that I was going to book a flight last night and then bump the price up on me, well, that's that sours me, man. But it's probably not viable. It's just a little conspiracy theory. and I just It popped into my head right then when I was talking, so I thought I'd throw it out there and run with it. But yeah, I don't think that's the case. But I don't know, who knows? But bump the price up on me either way, man. So Um and I'm a stooge. There's no flight back into Perth on Sunday, so I've got to fucking change my accommodation and everything now. Drop it back a day. But um yeah, that's all I've got for this week, guys. Uh I hope that you I hope you're interested. I hope that it, you, you enjoyed listening. I hope my voice wasn't too like rattly or monotone or anything. I got a bit of a chest infection, like a sore throat thing going on, so I was trying not to cough and sniff and and all that kind of shit while I was recording this. Um, but yeah, um, appreciate the time. Anybody's listening, man, I really do, and I also appreciate feedback. I've had people hitting me up on Messenger, mostly giving me some feedback, what they think, what they like, ideas. Not too many people telling me what they didn't like, so I need some more constructive criticism, guys. I appreciate that you're being polite and nice to me, and you're all great people, but tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what I can get better at. If it's probably like my sports sections or my music reviews, whatever it is, tell me what's not working, and I'll work on it, because if I don't know, then I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate if you leave me some feedback, either on Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, so that's the Average Man Podcast on Facebook, Average Man Podcast on Instagram, or one word. Or in person, like I said, mate, if you see me around town, I'm the dude, tall dude with the, the, the long brown dreadies, to see me at the pub, come up, tell me what you like, tell me what you didn't like, bomb your beer, everything's good. Um, and yeah, I hope I can keep getting better, keep um, moving forward with momentum. I will only miss weeks when it's extenuating circumstances and it won't be out of um, laziness or, or, or me just not getting around to it. So yeah, I'm going to keep being consistent, keep building up um, listeners and, and some momentum. Hopefully, you can get build up some more uh, relationships with local businesses and stuff around town, and and help promote them and and get them to promote me and um, move forward from there. Really appreciate your time, guys. Everyone, thanks heaps. So um, yeah, that was Average Man Podcast to us. Uh, what would we call it? Average Man Podcast. Uh, take it to the heart. Episode eight, and that's me. We're out.